Welcome to another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. I did record something this morning and as I was playing it back to make sure I didn't say anything retarded, I got a phone call about the interview I had yesterday. Now, before I had um, received this phone call, the recording that I had made was quite negative. I really thought that I had absolutely bombed the interview yesterday. I had no idea how it went. The body language of the person interviewing me gave nothing away. And being my own worst self-critic, I just went over every single thing that I had that I'd said or I'd done, all those little things, you know, had I smiled enough, was my body language, you know, positive enough, outgoing enough, did I say the right things, did I look the right way, all those things, all the things you know if you've ever interviewed anybody that you're looking for when you're the interviewer. And I I didn't know, most of what I talked about was, was rambling. Um, some of the questions I, I'd already kind of answered them before, so I felt like I was repeating myself a lot. And keeping in mind, this is the third interview that I have had for these people. The first interview was about half an hour long. The second one was over an hour long. And this third one was almost two hours long. So yes, a lot of the same things did come up over and over again. Because there's only so many ways that you can say what your biggest challenge was or what you were most proud of or, you know, all those things. And... um, At one point, I did kind of nerd out a little bit about my passion, which is psychology and behavior, um, because that's how I come at my job. I am a store manager. I run a retail store. That's the job that I have. It's the job that I'm applying for, just with a different company who has a much better culture and vision for um, what they they put out into the world, something I align with a lot more. Uh, And... So yeah, the the way that I come at managing is through the people. Yes, I can read reports. Yes, I can make all these different changes that make differences. But at the end of the day, if you are selling something to somebody, who you have out there selling it to them is going to make the difference. You know, I read in a book, I think it was the the 80-20 principle. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, It said that you can have the best customers in the world but it's never going to help you recruit the best employees. But if you have recruited the best employees in the world, it will absolutely have an effect on the type of customers that you have and who shops in your store. And that's so true. How your team are, how they act is an absolute reflection of you when you are their leader. You know, how they are, that, that it's a reflection of me. You know, if my team have attitude problems and I haven't addressed them, what does that say about me as a leader? And, you know, how I lead my team is through um, communication and motivation. And I do a lot of one-on-one coachings and talking and they don't even know that they're being coached. Like, that's the thing. I, I am friendly. I am approachable. I am honest. If you have things that you tell me, they stay inside with me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm a huge secret keeper. Um, it's one of the hats that I wear in my role. Uh, people come to me with all sorts of problems all day. That's all I do is problems. It feels like some days. And 
I would like to think I'm reliable. I would like to think that I'm trustworthy. I would like to think that I'm somebody who can be there for other people. And I think that I am because that's the way that my team seem to act with me. Every team I've ever had, they've, they've all acted the same way in the past. And I'm sure I can do that again because I don't do it by doing anything special. I am just me. But my big thing, my big thing is psychology and behavior. So yes, I spend a lot of time talking to people a lot of time working out what their likes are, what their dislikes are, how they act, what like they, their behavior. If you say something, how do they react? And working out the right words, the right ways of getting them to do what, what you need them to do without them feeling like you're ordering them around, like you're a dictator. And it's something I've found over the years, not a lot of managers have that ability and have that skill. I didn't even realize it was a skill. I've normally been the odd one out or I felt like the odd one out. Most managers I've worked with are, it's your job, just do it. Just get it done. You know, this is the rules. I don't care about you. I don't care about your family. I don't care about what's going on for you. You're here to do a job. You're paid to do a job. Just do it. And that's not how I've ever managed, ever. Um, Even with the most challenging team members I've ever had who have just thrown defense against defense at me and just you know they really push your buttons and you just you want to go out the back lock the door and just scream because they're so frustrating um and I've I've done that not the screaming part but I've gone into another room closed the door taken some very deep breaths and thought about what they're saying and why they're saying it who else out there how many other people out there do that How many times do you stop and go, what are they saying? What are they trying to say? And why are they saying it? Rather than just getting defensive and and putting your walls up straight away and starting to just get mad. It's it's really crucial to do that. And um, not a lot of people do it. Anyway, this is kind of rambling off topic a little bit, but yeah, I did tend to nerd out a little bit on them um, with with how I manage and I, I'm quite proud of the fact that I do it that way. Um, the interview, it went okay. I didn't think it went well. I woke up this morning and I did not want to do anything. I honestly, you know, I'm still in my pajamas <laughs> and it is the afternoon now, but this morning I I didn't want to do anything. I I just wanted to curl into a ball and and hide. I thought I'd completely failed the interview. I still got up. I still did my workout in my pajamas because I was feeling like absolute crap, like I'd totally failed. But I thought, no, I need to get up and I need to just keep going, keep the process going, keep the structure going. Because for me, even if I failed this interview, it didn't stop the fact that I'm somebody who gets up every day and looks after their health. So I still did that. I still did my morning focus tasks that kind of keep me on track for what I'm doing for the day. I still did all of those things that I normally do despite the fact I really didn't want to. Still pulled out my textbook, still read through it a little bit. I don't think I took any of it in because I was reading with my eyes, but my head was a million miles away thinking about all the things that had happened in the interview. And then feeling fairly miserable for myself, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do the recording. I probably have completely bombed this interview and whatever, we'll just see what happens.
And as I was listening to it back, that's when I got the phone call. And it turns out that they loved me. They want my references and they want to, um, you know, get me on board as soon as possible. And I was shocked, which is insane because I'm more than qualified for this position. I am absolutely capable. I have a wealth of experience and, you know, I'm, I would like to think that I'm a genuine person, you know, what you see is what you get. What you hear is what you get. This, this is me. And it was, it came as a shock because I don't think that I'm good enough. And, you know, I thought that I wasn't scared and I thought that I was open to it. And, and certainly a part of me is, but there's still a big part of me inside that hasn't quite gotten there yet. It hasn't quite actually accepted that I know what I'm doing, that I am smart, that I am capable and that I can do these things. I do need to keep in mind that this is the first actual interview I have had outside of my company in over 10 years. So this was a huge step for me, absolutely massive. Doing it was, oh, it was terrifying I had no idea what to expect. I could all I could do was just turn up and be myself and hope that that was enough. And that's a really hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do is first of all to, to show up and be seen, be heard. And it's also hard to just be yourself, to not be what they want you to be. And I did that in the interview and some of the answers I gave, as I gave them, I was cringing going, oh my God, they're going to think you're nuts. They're going to think you don't actually want this job because what I'm talking about is not even related to what they're doing. They're things that I want to do. But I was honest, I was open and I was me. And that was enough. So we'll see what happens from here. As long as my references don't give me terrible references, uh, which I don't think that they will. And yeah, hopefully at some point in the next week, I will have handed my notice in to my job and I will be on a new path in a new direction. I know that one of the people out there who is listening has um, left me a message and I do really appreciate that. Left too, so thank you. And um, you're absolutely right. My current boss is definitely like a father figure to me um, especially seeing as I, I don't really have a proper father figure my father is not in any way capable of doing that and um, yeah it, it was really challenging he, he's I always knew he was a good person um, and he always had helped me so much more than he ever needed to and I had a huge cry yesterday morning before the interview, not about being scared, um, more about letting go because I knew, I knew regardless of what happened, whether I got the job or not, I'd already had that internal shift that meant I was leaving and it would mean that I was leaving not only everything I've known for the last 10 years, but I would be leaving this person who's made such a monumental difference in my life. And that was really hard. That, yeah, that really, I won't say it broke my heart, but it definitely, it hurt. It's going to hurt to leave people like that behind. And I still want him in my life. I still am hoping that 
he's someone I can talk to and you know maintain some sort of contact with and I think that he will definitely be open to that um, because we've had a very good work relationship but if that doesn't happen uh, it would it would be very sad and you know without without him I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be who I am you know it was four years ago he uh, decided to take me under his wing and I had I had no confidence when he got me as a manager. I had been shattered, absolutely shattered by somebody else who who didn't understand me and had their own problems and and um, unfortunately made my work life a, a living hell. It was a nightmare. Um, it was it was horrible. I went through a lot of therapy just to keep my job because I knew it wasn't me. Um, I was good at my job, but uh, unfortunately, my boss at the time um, and I, we just didn't work well together. We still wouldn't work well together. And um, they'd, they'd had enough of me and they'd given me to my current boss. And he um, he recognised very quickly that this perception of me as being a terrible manager was absolutely false and that there was a lot more going on. So he told me to show him what I had and I did and it took him a long time a long long time to break those walls that I had and to 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 build my confidence back up and unfortunately for him it worked too well because I started to realize that I was outgrowing where I am I was smarter than what I was doing and I deserved better and I think he does too. I think he's way smarter than he's given credit for and I absolutely think that the company that we work for does not appreciate his value at all. He's worth so much more. But that's his journey, that's his life. I've recognised it in mine and I'm making the change to get out. So thank you to the person who who left the message. I do appreciate it and I did listen to them. And for everyone else... Look after yourself. You only get one life, so make sure you make it count and I will talk to you next time.